there uh, is no junior church today, so we need to uh, play a little game, all right? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play follow the leader, all right? Uh, Adults, you can participate if you want to, all right? So follow the leader. Here we go. You got to do exactly what I do. There you go, Steve. I was waiting for somebody to do that. Raise your right hand. Raise your left hand. Clap. Stop. Do this. Do that. Do this. Okay, stop. Didn't they do a good job? Let's give them a round of applause. All right, good, good. Follow the leader. We've all played it before, haven't we? In, in uh, elementary school, we've all played that game where there's a, a leader, they go first, and you have to imitate every single thing they do. And if you don't, you're out. We played that game before too. Shadow, right? Have you played Shadow before? Yeah. You played Shadow? So shadow, you just do exactly what the other person does until they get so annoyed that they threaten to hit you. And then you stop playing shadow. That's how you play shadow. Or red light, green light. We've played that game before too, right? Where there's one person that's the leader, they say green light, and you start running forward, and then they say red light, and you stop. Anybody caught moving, you're back at the end of the end of the line. You got to start all over again. You got a speeding ticket and you got to go way back. Well, this morning we're looking at 1 Corinthians and we're looking at the fourth chapter and Major Shelley read it. Paul's last words that she read said, imitate me. Imitate me. Copy what I'm doing. Follow me, and everything will be all right. We know, we're looking back at 1 Corinthians, we've gone through three chapters, now we're on to the fourth chapter, that the Corinthian church, just like us, had a lot of problems. That they're not perfect, we're not perfect. Their their problems were uh, too important to let go, and their church and the mission of their church too important not to address their problems same with us same with us let's listen to paul and imitate paul how he talks about these problems the culture of the church in corinth had wrongly put themselves into factions right following different leaders paul apollos cephas and paul is saying Forget all of that. Remember last, uh, last week he said, those are merely servants of God. We're all equal, and who we should really follow is the Lord Jesus Christ. We're one group here. They are God's fellow workers, just like me. And we're all building on the same foundation, Jesus Christ. Our church must be built on that. Not any other human leader, but Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. He's both our foundation and our head. He's what makes things grow. 
but their loyalties to, to other humans, mere humans. Remember when Paul used that word to slander or, or to uh, 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 poke at the Corinthian church a little bit? He said, you're acting like mere humans. You're acting fleshy. You're acting without spiritual power. Well, the loyalties to mere humans rather than the Lord Jesus Christ had caused an unhealthy atmosphere in the fellowship in their church. So Paul needed to write a word of offense, but he said it in complete truth and he said it in complete love. And so Paul said, I can't hold my tongue anymore. I'm going to let you have it a little bit, but at the end of this, I want you to know that it's for our good, following Jesus Christ, rather than me just putting you on blast mode. Instead of the way you've been doing this, scratch that. And what I need you to do, Paul said, is imitate me. Paul said we should look at him as the model of what a true Christ follower is like. So let's look at the contrast and the resolutions. And I want to break it into three uh, different roles that Paul's talking about here. Three different occupations, if you will. First, we see the waiter, Paul. Your, your water, your coffee, sir. Your, your food, ma'am. Then we see the doctor, Paul, who has a stethoscope. And he's sitting there and he's saying, uh, I want to order an x-ray. And then we see Coach Paul over here saying, all right, guys, gather up. I got the game plan, and it's a winning game plan. So let's step back over here, and let's look and listen to the waiter, Paul. Paul said that, uh, first of all, in Corinthians, the fourth chapter, your homework is to read that, all right, to read the whole thing. Shelley could have read it all, but I just wanted you to, 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 to listen to that part. Imitate me, Paul said. But Paul begins, verse 4, talking about how he is a servant. He is a servant. He's there not for himself, but for other people. He's there not for himself, but to serve one, Jesus Christ. And he implores us, he insists to us, followers of Jesus Christ, you are not being served, you are to be servants. That's our job. That's the job description of being a Christian. We're going to be a servant. And as a waiter in a restaurant, the waiter's not the one that's being served. The waiter's the one bringing the food to the customer. You know, waiters can make such a big difference if you go uh, to a restaurant, can't they? They can make or break your experience at that restaurant. A rude waiter, unless you go to a, a special restaurant in Chicago or all around the places where uh, those rude waiters are encouraged, you know, uh, Ed DeVevix or something like that, where you, you pay for waiters to be rude to you, it's kind of a funny thing. Well, if that happens at any other restaurant, that waiter shouldn't have a job very much longer. That waiter is not going to be uh, employed very long. That waitress is not going to uh, 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 make it very long in the business. So the waiter or the waitress have a duty to the owner of the establishment to accomplish the mission of serving food, whatever's prepared, in the, in, in the most 
in the fast and efficient and friendly and, and just a welcoming environment. They're, they're at the owner of the restaurant's uh, a whim as to how to accomplish that. The owner trains them. The owner tells them exactly what he'd like them to do. And it's up to them to do that. And we've each had probably great experiences with waiters and waitresses. And we've probably all had experiences that, that we say, man, that could possibly have been the worst experience that I've ever had. It's all about attitudes and abilities when they serve. They can make or break that dining experience. Same with the church, if we think about it. A church, as Servant Paul is pointing out here, in his imitate me portion, says, I am a servant. I am, Paul said, a proud servant of Jesus Christ. I put myself into God's service completely voluntarily. And very happily, I serve God. He set me free from my chains of sin and shame. And so as my liberator has set me free, I gladly join his army and I fight for him now. I gladly put on his uniform and serve at his feet. He's the great liberator that I want to serve. Servant Paul reminds us that it isn't me or any other human leader that we work for. It's Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. We all serve him if we choose. And if you don't want to be a servant, if you don't want to serve, Paul says, then this fellowship, the Corinthian church, this might not be the place for you. If you're not ready to serve. The fellowship and the following of Jesus Christ is for servants, not for masters. It's for servants. It's for those with the job to do to accomplish a mission for the leader. And friends, we aren't the leader. Jesus Christ is the leader. Our duty as servants is that we're entrusted by our leader. Get this, the food that we serve the customers, and the customers are our neighbors, no matter where they might be, the food that we get to serve as employed by the Jesus Cafe, if we've put on that uniform, if we've been trained by the master, and we uh, 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 gladly serve, then we're waiters and waitresses at this Jesus Cafe, and the food that we get to provide is the gospel of Jesus Christ. How will you serve that gospel to our customers? How do we serve that gospel to the world around us? How do we do that? Paul says, imitate me. First of all, I don't care who gets the credit. As long as my life points people to Jesus Christ and accomplishes the mission of giving the gospel to everybody. So friends, the question is, are you, do you have a little name tag that says, uh, my name is, and I'm part of the staff here at Jesus Cafe, and I proudly serve the gospel? Proudly serve the gospel? Are you happy to be serving? 
Do you realize you're working directly for the master? And are you a happy servant working alongside other happy servants that have been redeemed? The story of the Bible continues. It continues through us. We are the church. One people, one mission to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to all four corners of the world. And servant Paul here, waiter Paul, reminds us that our job is to serve. Not to always receive, to serve. And what are we serving? We're serving the gospel. Every day, we are servants with the job to do, and we serve the gospel. Well, step right in to Dr. Paul's office. Paul sits the church of Corinth down. He calls them in. Church, uh, come on in. Have a seat. Uh, no, not in that chair. You're going to sit on that table with the crinkly paper. You go ahead and have a seat up there. I've noticed some of the things on the outside, and it, it's a little bit troubling. Your jealousy, your strife, your envy, your frustration, your anger at each other. I've noticed that, and I want to do some blood work. I want to I examine what's going on on the inside. I want to do an x-ray of your heart. And so Paul puts them up on the table and he orders up all those different tests that they do. We all know about those tests that they do. The doctor needs to make sure that, that the inside, there's something wrong on the inside. And if I've said it once, I've said it a bazillion times. But here in Paul's words, one of my favorite types of prayers, he said, uh, I don't care what anybody else thinks of my motives. The one person I care, that the one judge that I have is Jesus Christ. And He'll look at the inside. He'll make sure that my inside is projecting my outside. In Sunday school class, we talked about not just being hearers of the Word, but being doers of the Word. Not being hypocrites. Hypocrite is an, is an actor. Right? Uh, somebody that projects something that they don't believe, they don't actually believe. Well, Dr. Paul here says, it's the Lord that judges me, and I don't care what anyone else says. Dr. Paul is confirming here that his inside motives match the outside actions. And he's confirming that in the Corinthian church, if their outside actions are jealousy, envy, strife, anger towards each other, disunity, then the inside, that's not where the Spirit is residing. That the Spirit is not in complete control of their life. They're more concerned instead with the judgment of others. After all, that's what jealousy is. That's what envy is. When we care what the other person has compared to us, we want to keep up with them. We want to be better than them. So we're concerned not with what God thinks, but we're concerned with what everybody else thinks. They're looking over their shoulders and saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow the strongest leader here, the, re the leader that I think is right and all this group thinks is right. And they're looking over their shoulders rather than looking at the Lord. Well, Dr. Paul has a solution. Imitate me, he said. I'm on display for the whole world to look at. Examine my actions. 
Examine my words. Watch how I conduct my affairs. Watch how I conduct my business. And you see if I'm not living a life worthy of a follower of Jesus Christ. And we see a verse like that. Imitate me. And maybe your thoughts are the same as mine. That's a scary verse. Would you tell people to imitate me? If they want to know what a follower of Jesus Christ is, would you say to your neighbors, just do exactly what I do? Or would you be a little bit scared to say that? Think about it. Would you say to someone, do exactly what I do? That's what a real Christ follower is. The tempter is always there saying, well, you know what you are. You know you get things wrong. Don't say, imitate me, because you make mistakes. You don't want people uh, throwing that in your face. You don't want people saying, imitate you, huh? Hmm, some Christian you are. Friends, I tell you, Paul says this. Paul gives us freedom in this. Don't worry about the judgment of other people. Worry about the judgment of the Lord. If you're really concerned about how we serve up the gospel, then you have to be ready to get in the arena. Paul said, uh, 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 the apostles, those that truly are following Jesus Christ, are in the arena. They're on the, the battlefield. And he said, the rest, you're like you're in the audience. And you're watching what's going on, rather than really getting involved. Paul said, don't be scared to get in the arena. Don't be scared to have other people look at your actions and your attitudes and your words. Corinthians were comfortable being in the audience rather than being on display. I wonder where we are in that. Are we more comfortable in the audience pointing to other people? They're doing it right. That person's doing it. You know what? If I were to be a Christian, I would tell you to follow that person rather than to follow me, we might say. Why? Does the Spirit live in you? If he does, he can give you confidence to get in that arena where you can tell people, follow me, I know the way to Jesus. I know what he's done for me. I know what I ought to do. And I'm striving very hard to do it. I make mistakes, but watch when I make a mistake. Watch what I do. I pray for forgiveness. I pray for repentance. I ask God for his holiness. I ask God for his Holy Spirit to strengthen me each and every day to purify my life. Watch what I do. Not in an arrogant or rude way. Paul again and again and again says, I don't boast in anything. I don't, I don't claim to be a, 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 the man. What I do claim is that I only boast in Jesus Christ and what he's done for me. That's the only thing that matters to me. So Dr. Paul here says, not in a rude or arrogant way, but in a way that boasts to the cross. Imitate me. Imitate me. So listen to the Dr. Paul here. It starts with x-rays. X-rays of the heart, the blood work. And give us uh, an idea if we're being led by the Holy Spirit. And if they're good, don't be afraid to shine it out. Don't be afraid to step into the arena, to step into the field and fight. In Sunday school, 
junior high Sunday school, we looked at James 1.22. Great verse for all Christians. It said, don't just listen to the word, but just do it. Thank you, Sunday school class. Don't just listen to the word, but do it. And we talked about this illustration of, of somebody that was laying on the couch eating and 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 pretty soon they couldn't get off the couch. That's like listening to the Word of God. That's like reading the Bible. That's like seeing beautiful uh, Christian hymns, but if you never do anything about it. You're like the Corinthians maybe and comfortable being in the audience, not doing something about it. Finally here. Let's hear from Coach Paul. Paul here has, he's told us that we have to be servants. And he's told us what we're serving. He's told us that the Spirit gives us confidence that what's on the inside, we can do it. We can step in there. We can be doers of the Word. And now Coach Paul here is going to give us the, the vital importance of how to grip, how to grip the cross that Jesus Christ has told us. You know, in golf, you have a certain grip, right? Uh, uh, Adventure Corps, you got that golf grip, and uh, they've been learning about golf. Well, in baseball, you know, you have a good stance. Paul, Coach Paul here is saying, when you carry the cross, because when you follow Jesus Christ, he says, uh, you must take up your cross and follow me. Coach Paul is here saying, Jesus told you to carry the cross. I want to give you some tips about how to carry that cross just right. And Paul said, you follow these words and you'll know that you're getting it pretty close. Imitate me, Paul said. I got a good grip on this cross. Imitate me about what taking up the cross is really all about. It's in this flesh and bones way, this, this real and practical way that Paul is telling us here, his, his professional opinion on how to have that proper grip for carrying it. Imitate me, Coach Paul says. Right now, Corinthians, and he says this, uh, uh, this phrase in just a little uh, snarky way. He says, right now, you're wise. Right now, you're strong. Right now, you're honored. Right now, you have all of your needs met. Right now, you're, you're living a pretty comfortable life. Going back to that audience. Right now, you're not feeling very much heat. Right now, you're not feeling very much pressure. And that's, that's all good and great, Paul kind of says snarkily. But he says, but if you live that way, you're not carrying the cross just right. If you're comfortable... And if you're in the audience, you're not quite carrying that cross just right. Let me give you some tips. Imitate me, Paul said. Imitate me. Instead, he said, instead of being comfortable, instead of being part of the audience, he said, I'm regarded as a fool in my culture, and I'm proud to have it, but I don't care. I'm regarded as a fool. I'm regarded as a weak person in my culture. They say that religion is a crutch in my culture, but I don't care. Because this isn't a crutch. This is a cross that I carry. And I'm glad to do it. I don't care. I'm dishonored rather than lifted up. But that's the way it should be. 
and I'm not worried at all. Humble yourself before the Lord and He will exalt you in the time that is right. Instead of being comfortable, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm treated brutally, I'm homeless, I've been cursed out, I've been persecuted, I've essentially been treated like the scum of the earth, like garbage, like human garbage. But ask me if I care. No, I do not. No, I do not. Because if I have the cross in my hand, if I have the cross of Jesus Christ in my hand, and I'm following in His footsteps, then I'm doing things right, and I don't care who judges me. I don't care. Coach Paul is saying that's the kind of grip we need to have on the cross. Coach Paul says, don't watch the scoreboard around you, but keep your eyes on the prize, Jesus Christ. He's not asking you to do something that He hasn't already done for you. Don't just listen, but do it. Paul says, the cross is my wisdom. The cross is my power. The cross is where I boast and put, put my honor. Jesus provides everything I need. Give me Jesus and nothing else. And Paul said, the grip is just about right. Jesus plus nothing else is what I want. Jesus, Paul reminds us, has given us everything. Given us every resource to accomplish this mission of serving the gospel. He's given us the Holy Spirit to give us the confidence to get in that arena. And He's given us the strength to carry that cross. Colonel Pat, will you come? Uh, we're going to sing that song, Draw Me Nearer, 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 Precious Lord. I think that's the song, isn't it? Oh boy, I should probably check. Yeah, Draw Me Nearer. Whew. But let's listen to the servant. Let's listen to the servant that says, remember our mission. Don't forget our mission. And let's listen to the doctor and make sure that our x-rays are good, our blood work comes back good, and that the Holy Spirit is pulsing through our heart and our veins. And let's listen to the coach, making sure that we have the right grip on the cross through the life that he's called us to live. Let me ask you today, how's your confidence? Are you more comfortable in the audience? Are you more comfortable fighting in the battlefield? Are you ready to tell people to follow me because you're following Jesus? Paul didn't say, follow me, because he wanted himself boasted up. He said, follow me because I've had a conversation with the Lord. I've seen Jesus Christ with my own eyes. He blinded me and knocked me to the ground and called me by name. And he changed my name. I know what i got to do for Jesus. Follow me. Feel free to, to watch my actions and what I do. And do that. I'm pointing you to Jesus Christ. Are you ready to be on display like Paul? Are we ready for that? Are we ready for that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, uh, service to our neighbors? Are you wondering why life is so tough when you decided to follow Jesus? 
Well, it's promised that that cross is going to be heavy. But Jesus Christ is here. He gives you strength. And it's worth it. So let's meet with Him now as we uh, uh, sing this song, Draw Me Near, Near. It's song number 586. Sometimes this screen is a little hard to see. But in your songbook, song 586. I am Thine, O Lord, I have heard Thy voice.